Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. And today I have the honor of having my awesome assistant, Pamela, join me on this podcast today. I really created this podcast because I knew that we were leaving a foundation of fear and we were moving more into a foundation of love. And part of the foundation of love is being empowered in our lives in all ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, etherically. Um, And today we're talking about the physical. And this is something that many people um, might be able to identify with. So oftentimes when we embark, I believe, this is my opinion from what I've seen, when we go into an area of an awakening, if you will, right, where we become more conscious of what's happening in our lives, we also start to notice that we might go through a health crisis, which is really a physical transformation. And what we're doing is we're letting go and our body is helping us navigate, giving us clues of where to go to let go of what is no longer serving us. So, you know, I'm this is partially just my belief system, but this is what I have seen and I've experienced it for not only myself, I've experienced it for my daughter and I've watched a few friends go through it as well. And. Pamela and I, this is a very last minute idea here. Pamela and I were literally having a conversation like two weeks ago and she was telling me her story. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. This is crazy. I feel like I want to share this with the public. You know, I want to share it with our listeners because every time we have issues and we can tap into tools, right? Perspectives and empowering ways of get through and getting through our experiences. They just make us stronger on the other end. So, so we're going to dive into this. And I was talking with Pamela and she was sharing with me that uh, a few years ago, and she can tell you the particulars, but a few years ago, she was really starting to experience some symptoms. So anyway, I want to say welcome, Pamela. Thank you very um, much. I'm so psyched. Thank you. And I'm so psyched to have you here. So yeah, I want to get right into it. And if you could just let's talk about it again. We haven't talked about it a whole lot. So this is going to feel brand new all over again. So I guess, can you take us back to what was getting your attention? You know, how long ago was this? What was getting your attention? What were your symptoms? What was going on in your life? Well, um, it's interesting. You know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, And yeah. in this case, that's very true. A lot of the early symptoms I was having, I didn't necessarily recognize them as anything out of the normal. You know, at first I associated a lot of it, which I think a lot of people do with, oh, I'm getting older. You know, I just need to take better care of myself. It's just normal things, you know, but Of course, in the end, it wasn't normal things. Um, We'll get into that in just a minute. But, you know, in in the very beginning, it was more like lower energy, joint pain, um, brain fog. Mm. And I started noticing more and more I was having more food intolerance, you know, more sensitivities and things like that. So that's really all it was in the very beginning. Um, I say that's all it was, but of course, that's not good. But 
um, again, I feel like it's something that a lot of people just associate with, oh, this is just how life is, right? And But it's not. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> totally agree. And you know what? The symptoms that you described are symptoms that I have heard so many people describe that they're experiencing as well. That just goes to show you, though, how common these symptoms are. So tell me this. What did you do? How long did you go along with the symptoms before you realized, you know what? This is crazy. Something's going on. It was probably over a couple of year period where things continue to ramp up and yeah. ramp up and ramp up. Um, as far as the food intolerance, first it was shellfish and then it was lactose intolerance and then it was onions and each one of those things started out as a little irritation and just over the over that two to three year period just got worse and worse significantly to the point you know that I couldn't have them at all and then towards the end of that period it was even starting to affect me you know certain spices garlic there were just a lot of things that are in almost everything you right know? Um, I also had ventured into, I, I started to have some skin issues and that also began to ramp up more and more. And it turned out to be after not being able to get it diagnosed forever. Um, I was finally told that it was an autoimmune version of eczema. Okay. Um, so then that was the next, I guess, I don't benchmark. Right. <laughs> um, then I would say from there, you know, we tried and tried and tried to treat it, but it's autoimmune. And so it really, there wasn't a whole lot we could do other than to treat the symptoms of it. Um, then within six months, I guess, six to seven months after that, I, I started having additional skin problems. And this was, um, it's a, actually another, it was diagnosed as another autoimmune, which is hydrodenitis suprativa. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I never, I've never heard of that. Um, it's definitely not fun. It's horrible. It's oh. um, just nutshell version is it causes skin irritation, infection, boils, bumps. Oh. Like it's horrible. So yeah. <laughs> wow, that is so nasty. Okay, so okay, so thinking out loud here. Your first, the, so the first doctor you went to was this an allergist, and then did you get bounced to dermatology? Um, because you know, the way that medicine typically works or mainstream medicine, right. Um, they're different departments and so they don't typically cross over. Um, it's not a holistic approach. It's a very independent approach. Mm -hmm. It seems that was my experience. That's been our experience. Mm -hmm. Was that yours as well? It was. I started okay. out with, of course, my primary care and yeah. then ended up at a dermatologist who misdiagnosed me, by yeah. the way, a couple okay. of different times. Okay. Um, and then yeah. from there, I ended up going to a, it was actually a very specialized dermatologist who was finally the one that decided to do a biopsy to figure out what was going on. And at that point in time, I was finally diagnosed with these two different autoimmune issues. Um, and then the, I'll call it HS for short, the okay. HS, um, ended up 
at first it was just obviously very inconvenient and very painful and very frustrating. But then um, on one particular occasion when it blew up, it was really bad and the infection became even worse than normal and it ended up turning into um, staph slash MRSA, which put me in the hospital. Um, Okay. Yes, it was bad. Um, And as a result of that, because it got so bad so quickly and ramped up so quickly, um, I ended up being in the hospital for almost a month. I had multiple surgeries, almost lost my arm from it. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, being in the hospital, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I was able to keep my arm and that, you know, I was able to overcome all of that. But the way that that happened was through very, very strong antibiotics, Mm -hmm. which you can imagine destroyed my gut flora, (laughs) destroyed my health. Right and actually exacerbated most of the problems I was already having before all of this came about. So by the time I got home from the hospital, while I was very grateful, I was also, I feel, in the poorest health I have ever been in because of all the combination of what was already going on plus the heavy antibiotics, IV antibiotics, no less. Um, So, yes. That is, that's crazy. And Wow, there's so much going through my head right now. Um, you know, I've heard about people being in the hospital with with MRSA, right? But this is just a condition that really just progressed over time, being part of the autoimmune family, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're dealing with this on a regular basis, and it's nasty to begin with. And then all of a sudden, it turns into this like really serious stuff. How long, what was the period of time, would you say, in the escalation between, is it HS? Is that what you, is that what we're calling it for short? The really Mm -hmm. awful boil, Mm -hmm. oozing, sore type stuff. How how long was the period of time? I'm just curious between when you realized you had that, you got the diagnosis that you had that, and then it actually turned into the staff and MRSA. Um. Let me think. I'd say it wasn't that long, actually. It was probably only a six-month period at most. Okay. And so, I mean, that's still kind of, it's kind of long and short, I guess. When you're going through it, it feels like forever because Mm -hmm. how depressing Mm -hmm. is this, number one, you know? Um, To have any skin issues is really depressing. And you can start to feel, um, you know, I know from experiences that I've had with, with my daughter, she went through a skin biopsy at a very young age. And I know that she went through a lot of things that made her feel like a guinea pig, you know, and sometimes we can feel like when we go to the doctor, we might have a sense that they don't quite know. So they're trying things, right? Um, Did you have that same experience? Definitely. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like um, less of a diagnosis and more of a best guess, you know, (laughs) let's try this. I think this is what it is. So let's try this and see if it'll work. Um, that was definitely my experience. Yes. You know, what I think happens is, and you know, look, we've seen some crazy stuff and I, a lot of doctors would probably agree that they've seen a lot of crazy stuff. And I know that with my experience 
with my child, I kept saying, because they also, I just want to back it up. They also said autoimmune for her, right? They also said autoimmune for me. And autoimmune is many things, right? Autoimmune can be anything from thyroid, which is a big deal, even though it's so commonplace right now. I don't Mm -hmm. want to minimize that. Um, It can be from thyroid all the way to these just really, you know, horrific thing. For example, I've had a lupus diagnosis before, you know, and at the end of the day, what my gut was telling me about my child was that it was the foundational health of her immune system, right? And obviously, you know, it took us years to figure out the autoimmune piece. Like you, you went through a period of time before they were they were calling it this. Oh, ironically, now you have another autoimmune issue with the skin and you know, the issue is, is if you don't put the fire out, right, then it's going to look like, like you said earlier, it started out as a few food, you know, insensitivities or sensitivities. And then it just, it just blew up into bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. You get home from the hospital, you're grateful to have your arm and you're grateful that you made it through your time. And let's face it, when they keep you in the hospital for a month, something's really going on, okay? Because they're looking to like, you know, <laughs> drop you out of the hospital as quick as possible. Right. So that, did you fear for your life before I go to my next question? Like, were you? Somewhat at first, I think it was very overwhelming. I, but within a short period of time of being there, they reassured me, you know, we have this under control. It's going to take several surgeries to to go in and remove tissue that is no longer viable and all of that. But we, we can do this. It's going to be okay. And then after about the first week and a half, um, once they had enough data to see that the antibiotics were reversing it, you know, and getting rid of it, that made a big difference too, for my mental stability, basically that, okay, this, you know, it's going to be okay. Now it's going to be okay. I just have to make it through. Um, but it was a total of seven surgeries that I had over that four week period. So may I ask, and if it's too personal, of course, you know, we, we're not going to talk about it, but may I ask, were the surgeries only on the arm? Was it around this, this, the MRSA? Were they trying to like remove this? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. We're removing like the, the tissue and, and that, I guess, what do they call it? Necrotic tissue or whatever. Yep. Yep. yep so yep. yes. Okay. Okay. Um, So when you got home from the hospital, right, and you realized you weren't feeling as good as you thought you might, you know, maybe you were supposed to or you should feel after being released from the hospital, what what was the next step? I mean, what did you go through? Um, What? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You can't tell it by the way we were living our lives before all this happened, but my husband and I both feel very, have always felt very strongly about food being medicine, you know, and we were definitely, we knew it and we believed it, but we weren't necessarily practicing it. (laughs) And so after this ordeal, we thought, you know, we need to look to food, nutrition, you know, natural plant-based something Mm -hmm. to help. We never, you know, we never really imagined that it would do all that it did, which I know we're getting ready to get into, but um, we were just looking at it for a little relief. You know, maybe if we change our eating a little bit, maybe it'll give some relief and maybe we can do some other things to work on some of these things that that I'm going through. 
right? So we, we both started doing research. Um, one book my husband was reading at the time was called um, Toxic Relief. Okay. Um, and it's basically, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really good book. It talks all about all different types of diseases and ailments and issues and what a lot of natural cures are for those things by taking in specific vitamins or changing your diet in certain ways. And as he was reading it, he came across a section that was talking about candida overgrowth. And he stopped and he, he read it two or three times and he said, he brought it to me and he said, this is a checklist of you. (laughs) This is, this is read this. This is exactly the things that you've been experiencing. And in some of the cases it listed things that weren't exactly what were happening to me, but very similar. Mm -hmm. One of the things that listed, for instance, was psoriasis, which is different, but it's also a skin disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, it listed Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease. I didn't have that, but I was, you know, struggling with autoimmune issues. So there were so many similarities and that was kind of what set in motion all of the things after that. Um, my husband will tell you, I don't do anything halfway. (laughs) So (laughs) when I found this out, the, you know, research books, internet, I absorbed everything I possibly could about, this overgrowth issue and was it real and what does it mean? And, um, I, I can't even tell you all the names of the books I read. Yeah. I did find one in particular that I liked after absorbing lots of information. Uh Um, just because it's, it's very simple. It really speaks to here's the deal. Here's the foods you need to avoid. Here's the foods you should eat. And here's a cleanse that you can do very basic. So, um, it's called the Candida Cleanse Natural Cure. Is okay, I've heard of that. Um, and basically, I read it front to back and read it over and over and developed my own plan. And we did some massive overhaul shopping, yeah. got rid of a lot of things, and started the three-week cleanse. Um, and I can't even tell you the difference that it made for me. Okay, so explain them. So you did a, a three-week cleanse. Yes. And uh, yeah, tell us, I mean, like, when did you, did, obviously, you noticed there were some changes that were happening for you. When did you notice upon, you know, beginning this process, when did you actually notice that something's different, something's changed? Okay. Um, first I will say that almost everything I've ever read about doing this cleanse, they do warn you, um, especially if you've been eating in a very unhealthy way that when you embark on any kind of detoxification cleanse like this, the first week, you're probably going to feel like you have the flu. It's not going to be good because your body is basically ridding itself, right. Of all of that yuck that's in your system. Um, so that was my experience the first week of the cleanse. Um, okay. I'm really, I, uh, let me just stop you for a minute. So I, that's a wonderful thing that you just said. Okay. And of course we're not treating and we're not diagnosing. We're having a conversation right now about your experience and your journey. But I did have a question. Um, I think it might be good information to understand how you ate before, because here's the, here's the deal. Everybody has their own definition of healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
for example, you know, there are associations, the American Heart Association or some of these other associations, and, and you look at what they recommend for eating and you know that it some of it's quite confusing as to how they came up with a list when people are going through these certain things, right? So what right. was your diet like before so that we can understand the before diet and after diet? Because okay. it will help people identify with their mm-hmm. themselves and their own life. Right. I would say before the cleanse, yeah. um, just being perfectly honest, we probably yeah. ate out once or twice a week, um, just okay. based on busy life, right? Schedules okay. are crazy and whatever. So that was that was part of the problem. Okay. But even when we cooked at home, we felt like we were eating sort of healthy because we were trying to eat as little beef as possible. Okay. Um, Trying to eat brown rice, you know, instead of white rice, Mm -hmm. we were trying to fry foods as little as possible and Mm -hmm. eat more, you know, grilled. We, we were still eating a ton of potatoes and pastas and a lot of the starchy carby foods that are out there. Um, Sweets. We didn't eat huge amounts, but we were still doing a lot of that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that, if you feel like that answers your question. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we still, we eat fruits, we eat vegetables. We ate, you know, I feel like what everybody eats, but right, a lot of it has to do with how you prepare those things or how much of those things you eat or what you eat them in conjunction with and, and that kind of thing. Totally, so, totally agree. Now, when you guys used to eat out, were you going to like, restaurants or were you doing, uh, you know, more fast food? Was it like, what kind of outside of the home choices were you making? I'd say it was about 50-50 between popular restaurants, you know, seafood restaurants and um, I wish I could, Italian restaurants. Okay. Yeah. We don't have things like that. But then the other half was just your run-of-the-mill fast food, okay, well, fries, things all, like that. All the, yes. all the chains that we're so familiar with. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Thank you for sharing that. Now, mm-hmm. when you began the cleanse, you began, you embarked on this process. How long before you actually noticed, okay, you felt horrific the first week. You felt like you had the flu. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience too. But after that, but take take us from the time when you started to feel better, maybe. Okay. So after I'd say the flu like symptoms lasted for about a week to 10 days. Okay. And as I started coming out of that, um, it was amazing the difference in the energy that I had already, you know, how I felt when I first woke up in the morning, even I didn't have that feeling that you have a lot of times when you first wake up and you're just groggy and you just don't want to get up and go. Yeah. I, uh, my joint pain seemed to be less. Um, I didn't, I, a lot of the symptoms that I was associating with kind of pre arthritis, I guess you'd say Mm -hmm. those started to disappear. (laughs) It was, it was amazing, but even outwardly, my husband could tell, he said, you know, your skin, your skin is just radiant and glowing. I can't, it looks like I'm looking at a filter on Instagram, but it's really you standing here. It's just amazing. And my hair got healthier and started growing more and just got fuller and more body. My nails 
started going crazy. My skin, everything, just my eyes were brighter and it, it was, and I could see it too, but it was pretty amazing. And then that progressed throughout the rest of the three weeks um, okay. of the cleanse. So, yes. Okay. That's, and I just want to say that I can tell you're continuing all of this because you have beautiful skin and hair all the Thank way. You. So um, <laughs> definitely the picture of health. Um, okay. So after the three week period, um, what, and, and you said you were feeling, you were like, oh my gosh, I feel, did you feel reborn? Like I'm renewed, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah, I really did. It was amazing. I felt like, like, new, what do people say? New lease on life or something, you know, yeah, new lease on life. Like oh, yeah, in a very big way, because if you look at that, after you crossed over your three weeks, looking back at what had just transpired a few months ago, mm-hmm. you were probably like, I thought I was going to lose my arm. Right. Yes. That's yes. a very different life experience. And, yes. and how much gratitude I can't even imagine the amount of gratitude that you had in your heart for this whole uh, experience, right? Yes, it was amazing. It was, and it was huge. I was very thankful, very grateful. Yeah. It's truly, it's truly amazing. Yes, it really is. It really is. It's to go from such an extreme to literally the other extreme in such a short period of time is just, it's overwhelming. You just felt, I don't, I, I can't even put it to words, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I want, I want people listening right now. If you have a situation going on and you're going through what you feel might be your own health crisis, try not to fall that far into despair because my experiences and now Pamela, you're sharing your own experience. My experiences, once you find the issue, right. Or you didn't even quite know exactly what the issue was, but you, you, you saw symptoms. They were very similar to what you're dealing with. They all go to the immune system, right? This is the common mm-hmm. denominator here. Mm-hmm. And you made a few changes, but the results were so dramatic in such a short period of time. So I want people to realize, you know what? You're probably listening to this for a reason, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell, can you just tell the audience here about what it, what was involved in the cleanse? Like just, you know, just like the basics, you know, we hear so much about cleansing and this cleanse and that cleanse. And what was yours? Basically, it yeah. was a plant-based cleanse and it changed um for me i'm not going to say that i followed verbatim what was in the book that i read there's okay. so many different versions but for me the first week um it basically tells you to eliminate everything that's sugar starch gluten yeast oils dairy sauces i mean almost everything right. and so the first week it was only plants only plants, vegetables. That's it. Okay. So um, only plants. Okay. So no, right. you know, because a misnomer I feel is soy, right? Soy is something that a lot of people have reaction to. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, it's heavily genetically modified, right? Mm-hmm. And not everybody, um, well, I don't think anyone really tolerates well GMOs, but we might not right. realize it, right? Because we do so many things in our, you know, uh, just in our lifestyle that might not be uh, in the best of our health. Um, right. But so you're saying that you did 
So was it like a vegetable juice cleanse, vegetables? I like did mainly vegetables, um, salads, but really no dressing. Yeah. <laughs> just, yep. just the raw veggies. Yeah. Um, and I was also allowed to, I could steam the vegetables and yep. them cooked, mm -hmm. but I couldn't use any oils or butters or anything like that. So it was a very bland week. I can tell you that it was very okay. bland, especially coming from how I had been eating before. Yes. It was very hard, but very thing. worth it though. Okay. Um, week two, I was able to introduce a few fruits, which allowed, you know, of course, fruits have sugars, yes, but they're natural sugars. And so they had to be in small quantities. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a daily staple or something. I had it every, you know, every time I ate, but it was maybe once a day, I'd let myself have half of a banana or a few slices of apple or a little bit of juice or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say juice, I mean, natural juice, not store-bought. OJ, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a very big difference. Yes. Big difference. Yes. Okay. And what was and the third week? The third week was basically that same scenario, but I was able to introduce very small amounts of grains. Um, I could have just a, maybe two tablespoons of brown rice for padding with some of the foods that I was eating, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. That's basically it. Okay. So after the third week period, what did you do then? I would say for about six months after that, I continued to eat. I started introducing slowly back into my diet some of okay. the things that are pretty much necessary just to eat like a normal person. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like yeah. Completely avoid all these things all the time. Um, so I just slowly introduced things back, but I started looking before I introduced them back into healthier versions of those things, healthier ways of having those things instead of bringing bread back into the mix, mm -hmm. but it being white enriched bread. I started looking at alternatives to that and things that have less sugar in them, because that is one of the primary things, the yeast and the sugar are the two things. If it is related to candida that cause candida to go nuts. So I started looking for that, you know, um, not enriched bread, not processed bread, but something that's whole wheat based, not just wheat, not honey wheat, but whole yeah. wheat, things like that. Um, and definitely avoided white rice pasta. I continued to do that for a long time um, because it's just, again, anything that turns into sugar, once it gets in your system, that's same it. thing, right? It, yeah. it just ramps up the candida. So I continued to do that for weeks and weeks, really for months afterwards. And I ended up, I'm trying to remember back then, I think I lost like 37 pounds at that time. Wow. And it was very slow. You know, I lost it yeah. pretty slowly. That's the best way. <clears throat> um, and then just being honest, eventually yeah. Yeah. my husband and I started easing back into old ways, old ways, old yeah. ways. Yes. And it's so easy to do because at it first is. you think I'm just going to do it this one time. It's the holiday. Right. It's my <laughs> birthday. It's whatever. But then it ends up becoming the norm again. Uh -huh. And I won't say that everything automatically came back as just as bad as it was before, right. but over time it, it slowly started creeping back in. And yeah. thankfully yeah. Um, before we allowed it to get to the level that it was originally, we both were like, you know what? No, <laughs> we're not doing this again. Yeah. And so about a year ago, we got back 
eating that way again. Um, very plant-based, um, very little meats, never beef, never pork, only fish for the most part, um, yeah. things like that. And so getting back onto it again, since a year ago, I've seen a 40 pound weight loss to this point. Wow. Um, and as a result of all of these changes, I am no longer allergic to shrimp, any shellfish, onions. Well, I'm not lactose intolerant anymore. And even my seasonal allergies are minimal at this point compared wow. to what they were before. Yes. So it, it was amazing for me. Your body had and was carrying such a burden that mm -hmm. got completely out of control, like a wildfire, right? Yes, yes. And that's the way I look at candida. Um, and look at what you were able to do. Like, we don't understand our organs and what they're seriously trying to do. Like, our bodies, they are a temple. <laughs> and mm -hmm. our bodies weren't made for a lot of these artificial things to come in. I mean, if we think about it, we go all the way back to the beginning of time, whatever our ideas are, one thing is for sure is that we, we feel like we lived a more natural life, right? Mm -hmm. um, more natural and wholesome life where there weren't the additives put into things, even if they may have been like a cake, uh, a box of cake mix or something like that, right? Um, I remember my grandmother using coconut oil, right, mm -hmm. to make her coconut cakes and, and things of this nature. And we have discovered through this time, there are a lot of healthy fats, right? Fats are not a bad thing, right? Fats can really help with our cognitive um, function. And mm -hmm. it just help in so many areas. I'm a high fat eater, but I eat, you know, really healthy fats. Mm -hmm. But not to get into that, what I wanted to say was this candida thing, because my daughter too really suffered from candida. And you said an amazing thing that's true. If you're, you know, what you discovered was anything that broke down to sugar, basically, was fueling a fire that was in within you and you didn't know it. Now, there are a lot of people who drink an awful lot. And guess what? They probably, I would go out on a limb and say, chances are real high they have candida. But mm -hmm. do they know it? No. I had candida also. Um, I was eating a lot of sugar. I was addicted to sugar for many mm -hmm. years. And I'm. you can relate to that, I'm sure. You know, yes. it's like you crave it all the time. Yes. And and especially around our cycles for the women in the group here, um, there really is something to that hormonally. Um, I, maybe it has a lot to do with energy, right? Because when we feel low energy, our body's like, hey, eat something sugary to get you back. Mm -hmm. you know? But then that turns into a vicious cycle. Yes, it does. I just wanted to bring our attention to the fact that your experience, my experience, so many people's experiences are about a, uh, the foundation of the immune system that has become, um, you know, I would damaged, unhealthy, broken down, right? But guess what? We can actually turn that around. That, mm -hmm. was, that is what was going on with my daughter also at six years old. And I kept saying to these, these Harvard-trained doctors, just fix her immune system. This is what the problem is. I can tell you, she's having allergies out the yin yang. Like, right. like, is anyone looking? I was bounced from so many departments. I can't even tell you. And, and nobody was really talking and communicating with each other. So our experience also was 
And it took me seven years, almost seven years, I think year five, five and a half, I stumbled upon a doctor in, in the Midwest who was doing this testing. And what we discovered, I discovered a lot of things. Her body was just overloaded, right? And you can't understand what's happening when the body's so overloaded. As you explained, you become allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. That too was her experience. And what I realized was she, her candida was showing itself through her skin also with oozing with these things wasn't to your degree it was different she was in play you know inflamed swelling lots of edema lots of oozing like a, an extreme version of eczema at the worst mm-hmm. you know like you've seen awful pictures same type of thing and you experienced a lot of that stuff stuff's trying to get out of her system too you know that's the other thing because that's the way the body that's one detox route mm-hmm. right is through the skin yes. so you know, if, if someone's listening here and they're not feeling good, go find information about how to help yourself with your uh, with your immune system, because all autoimmune disease can be helped in a very big way, if not cured by actually, you know, fixing your immune system. And there are so many doctors now. Now, in this day and age, there are so many doctors you know, we've talked about a couple of great books here that I know we're going to, you know, we're going to put in the notes for people to take a look at, but I just want to bring them up again. So one book that you mentioned was Toxic Relief. Um, do we know the author on that by chance? It is Don Colbert, MD is okay. the name of the doctor. And I will say that the book um, is very, he's clearly, it's very biblically based. Okay. His, his instructions and yeah. his, you know, basically his belief system. Right. Um, the information is, is amazing though. It's really yeah. amazing. Truly valuable and was for your life. Basically. Yes. Um, and the, and the health of your body. Um, also the can candida cleanse. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Candida cleanse, natural cure. Was natural. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do we know the author on that one? Um, Pamela Clark. Pamela Clark. Okay. Another Pamela. Cool. Um, and there are a plethora of doctors in this day and age who, um, who are a lot more knowledgeable now. You know, we've got our alternative, lots of alternative doctors out there. They're all about, typically, they're all about healing. It's a holistic approach. We've got a lot of, you know, functional medical doctors. There are just so many ways to heal. And I've experienced a lot of healing modalities myself personally. And I always like to say there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, um, I, I know that we've been going here a little bit, but I'm curious to know before we step away from this, um, what was, it, you know, looking back while you were, you know, eating what you thought normally was growing up and all this kind of stuff, was there an emotional component that you've noticed, right? Looking at you, the way you feel empowered in your life now, realizing you had the power to heal yourself. This is what I, I also really want people to understand. You have the power to heal yourself. We all came, I believe, we all came with this power to heal ourselves. And I discovered it through healing my daughter, right? I discovered it through doing that for myself. And you discovered it also 
uh, Pamela and, you know, through the journey that you, you went on and you listened to yourself. I like to bring up the emotional component because I, I was told many years ago, I didn't want to hear it at the time, but there's an emotional component to many of the ailments and the dysfunctions that we experience in the physical body. And, and not only I want to say there's an emotional, there's a physical, and there's the spiritual body as well, which I feel is as important, if not the most important in a lot of ways. It can really help us heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but any, any insight there, anything you want to share, like emotionally, like what you may have been, was there something you were holding on in your life? You know, did you have any realization like that? I feel like I can't point to any one particular thing, but I can say that they definitely go hand in hand. It's very clear to me. Um, my mindset then versus now is so different. and. Back then, I feel like I let myself very easily get overwhelmed by things. I took everything personal. I, I everything was it was not um, a suggestion; it was a criticism. You know that was kind of my mindset back then. I was, mm-hmm. It was a very negative mindset. Mm-hmm. And now, sitting where I am and be having gone through what I've been through, my outlook has definitely changed. And I, I know that that plays a part into my better health, not just the eating differently, but my perspective on life and the way that I see things and everything's not meant to be personal. And um, mm. suggestion is a suggestion. It's not a criticism and it's not a personal attack. And it's, I think that that has played a big role and they play off of one another because the more positive outlook and perspective that I have helps me eat better and want to do better things for myself. And then eating better and eating more healthy makes me feel better. And it gives me more confidence. And which of course gives me a better emotional side as well. So they they definitely all play together. And um, all of that combined with the spiritual growth that I've I've experienced over the last several years too, and awakening in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very different than it was back then. And it definitely plays a huge role. I will say that. That's so cool. Um, thank you. And I love hearing that because that's, this is what I hear from people over and over again. And, you know, it's almost like we, we have to have in some ways as human beings, I guess we, we just, I keep learning over and over again that we have to have these shake up, wake up kind of moments so that we step into our power and we learn that we're really here to advocate for self. Mm -hmm. And nobody will ever be able to advocate on our behalf the same way that we are meant to be able to do for ourselves, right? You could have the most amazing partner in the world, the most amazing parent in the world, but at the end of the day, what my daughter and I both found even for herself is things really started to change when I started including her in the conversation, how do you feel with that doctor? Right? How do you feel? And that empowers people. You know what I mean? And you learned that you can advocate. And now look how confident you are. And now you have a different kind of intelligence also that you're tapping into, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's, Definitely. Yeah. That's huge. What is something that you would like to offer someone who's listening that might not be feeling well at this time? Is there a words of wisdom that you'd like to share or, 
you know, like you're having a conversation with them, friend to friend. What is it that you might say to somebody who you know is is struggling within themselves? I would say that, especially in this day and age when we have access to so much information, whether it's through books or the internet or, you know, podcasts or or whatever, do some research, figure it out, you know, try try your best to figure it out because don't, I feel, I find today, even today, so many people still rely on their doctor to tell them what's wrong and they, they don't believe that anything outside of what that doctor says is valid. And there's so much information and all it takes is a few minutes really of your time. Do some research, put some feelers out, look around and look for your symptoms. Even if you don't know, okay, this is wrong with me. Research some of your symptoms and and look for common threads and, and figure out some natural ways that you can do better by yourself because it's, it's available and it's especially available. If your mindset is, is I can do this, I will find this. I mean, you know, Kimberly, I don't have to tell you. I do. No, (laughs) you're right. And it's, that's powerful because look, we're afraid, right? You remember how afraid you were when you're in the hospital, you thought you might lose your arm. All right. Mm -hmm. We're terrified. So Sometimes it's about if you're, we don't often know, right? So when we have a lot going on in our minds and we're, we know we don't feel well and somebody might be hearing what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. If the person isn't able to be quiet enough to actually research without the fear coming in, like, oh my God, could that be happening? Oh my God. This isn't about going down a slippery slope, right? This is about listening to yourself when you look at um, symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. Or you get clear on your symptoms. It's also a situation where you can even take your stuff and go to your doctor and say, here, what do you think about this, right? Mm -hmm. But I brought up another good point too, because we were programmed from the very beginning of time to believe more in what the doctor thinks about our health Mm -hmm. without considering, considering ourselves in the equation. And like, so much of life we've been programmed to give our power to things outside of us. So here again, we see this in this, um, you know, in, in medicine, right? Uh, doctor, patient. And now we've got a lot of amazing doctors who are open-minded and they realize that, you know what, I might not know better than my patient, right? right. And this is more of a conversation. So I want to also offer to somebody, if you feel like you're not getting the answers, you might not feel like you're heard or acknowledged or empowered. You know what? It's probably time to make a change, right? Or at least take a look and see who else is involved. You can interview doctors, right? And I know it's hard to break up with a doctor or anybody in our lives, but at the end of the day, you're here for you and you're here to be empowered for yourself. I thank you so much, Pam. This has just been wonderful. And I know that we're helping people by them listening to this conversation. And um, and that's it. So I would like to say thank you, guys. Thank you all so much for listening and spending this valuable time with us. You guys be well. And I look forward to talking to you guys really soon. Thank you. And thanks again, Pam. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, Kimberly. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, take care. We'll talk to you soon.